Well, hey there, it's so good to have you joining us at Fort Caroline Baptist Church. We're so excited about all the things God is doing through our church, and we're so excited about the things that God is doing through you, through your giving, through your helping, through your calls, through your notes, through your prayers. We just want to say thank you for helping to make a difference in our community. So a few weeks ago, we, we closed out our series called It Starts Here, and last week and this week are kind of a bridge uh, a couple of bridge messages before we move into our new sermon series, which starts next week. And I want to tell you, I'm so excited about our new series. It's called The New Normal. And I'm even more excited that Pastor Ricky is going to be back next week. So during this week, as you are watching this and even going on to next week, just be in prayer for him, that God will, will speak into his life, that God will give him health and peace. And we're just so excited to be able to have our pastor back. But as we are kind of in the mindset of kind of shifting out of, of quarantine mode and, and things are beginning to open up uh, uh, just a little bit more and life is kind of getting back to uh, a new normal, as we call it, uh, I wanted to share just a few things that I've learned while in quarantine. And uh, I, I, you probably have a whole laundry list of things that you've learned during this time of quarantine during this time of, of lockdown almost, that you could share. But I just wanted to share a few things that I've learned in quarantine. The first thing that I've learned is that we don't need as much toilet tissue as we thought we did. Stores, shelves were completely emptied because everyone thought that toilet tissue was the new thing that everyone had to have. It was the new fad almost was toilet tissue. Come to find out we didn't really need as much toilet tissue as we thought. Another thing that I, that I have learned during quarantine is difficult times cause the meme and the joke game to get real. There have been so many great memes and jokes during this time, and I want to share a few with you uh, right now. This will be where we have the... Another thing I learned during quarantine is that frontline workers are the real heroes. The doctors and the nurses, even all the way down to the grocery store clerks, the people who, even though they may have not felt like they were, were really putting their lives on the line so that you and I could, could be protected, could be safe, could have the supplies that we needed. They're the real heroes. So often in our society, uh, either through, uh, we, look at, we look at sports heroes, we look at songwriters or, or singers, we look at actors, and sometimes we, we think those are the real role models. But I don't know about you, I have a newfound respect for frontline workers and the, the part that they play in our society. They're the real heroes. Another thing I learned is that teachers do not make enough money. Teachers should be among the highest paid workers in our society. And all the parents said, amen. If you tried to teach your child new math, if you tried to help your child uh, learn history or social studies or science, uh, you've learned how important teachers are to our society. One thing also that I learned through this time of quarantine is that difficult times like this cause our struggles to become even more real in our lives. You, you may have had uh, struggles that have just flared up in your life that maybe you thought you had under control, but during this time of uncertainty, during this time of difficulty, these, these, these struggles have just become so real in your life. Maybe, maybe you've struggled with fear. 
Maybe you struggled with fear as you never knew you would have it in your life. And you know what? The fear is real. There's nothing to be ashamed by having fear during this time of uncertainty, during this pandemic, because over 100,000 people as of now have passed away from COVID-19. Most, exer- most experts believe that that number is even much greater than that. So there's nothing to be ashamed of because you were afraid of that. Maybe you were afraid because of your job situation. Maybe because of your finances. You just didn't know if you were going to even have a job to be able to make it from week to week. There's nothing to be ashamed of from that fear either. And I, I find, unfortunately, that, that a lot of times we, we look at someone else's fear and we don't have a respect for their fear, but yet we want to have respect for our own. A lot of times we look at other people's fear and we try to discount their fear, but yet we feel our fear is real. So don't let anyone discount the fear that you're feeling in your life and try to make you feel that it's not real. Because just because your fear is different from someone else's doesn't mean it's any less valid. And just because you may feel fear, it doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. In fact, if you feel fear, you're in good company. You are in the company of Jesus. As Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, before he was about to go to the cross, before he was about to face all the suffering that he was going to face, he pled with the Father. He cried out to the Father. He said, God, Father, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to have to go through all this. That sounds a lot like fear. But yet the fear didn't keep him from doing what he needed to do. But yet that that fear was still real and evident in his life. Maybe, Maybe the struggle that you've noticed in your life, maybe the struggle that you've had a hard time uh, coming to grips with this, during this time is the struggle of finances. Maybe because of all this, you've realized all the past decisions that you've made in the area of finances have just really come down hard at this time. Maybe you don't have an emergency fund, but now you know you need it. Maybe you don't have any kind of savings to speak of, but now you know you need it. Maybe you've been hitting that credit card hard over the years for, for frivolous things, and now you realize that was a terrible mistake. Finances, struggles in your finances can hit hard during this time. Maybe the struggle that has hit you really difficult in a difficult way is the struggle with sin. Maybe all that you thought there was, you thought the problem with sin is someone else. Maybe you thought the problem with sin is, is a temptation that someone else has, has caused me to face. But you've come to the realization during this time of quarantine, during this time when you're, you're pretty much by yourself or, or with very few people around you, maybe the struggle that you've come to grips with is that your problem with sin is with you. It's not really with someone else. Maybe you've faced depression. Maybe that's your struggle during this time. Maybe all of this going on around you, all the reality of the uncertainty, all of the sickness and the death that is going on in our community, in our state, in our world, maybe it's really caused you to be more depressed than you ever knew you could be. Or maybe all of this alone time has really caused you to struggle with loneliness. Maybe because no one else is around, you didn't really realize how lonely you really were. Maybe you're struggling with relationships. 
Maybe some things have come to light in your relationships that you just didn't really even know existed, but because of all this time alone, cooped up by ourselves and with our families and with our friends, maybe you've realized that those, your relationships might need a, a little work. Well, I want to talk to you today about, about someone else who had some struggles. Maybe, maybe some of the same struggles that you've had. His name was Paul. In fact, he is... He was the writer of the, the majority of our New Testament. The majority of our New Testament was written by Paul. And so you think, how could someone who is so godly that his writings make up the Bible, how could he ever have struggles? But I want to read a portion of Scripture to you today from the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians was a, was a letter written by Paul while he was in prison. He was under house arrest by the Roman government, and he felt alone, he felt like no one cared, but yet he was able to find peace during those hard times. The book of Philippians, as far as we know, was the last letter written by the Apostle Paul before he was executed. So I think Paul probably has a little bit to say about what it feels like to be alone, to be cooped up to be quarantined, so to speak. I would love to read a little bit of scripture. We're going to be reading from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 14. It says this, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have a chance to help me. Right off the bat, Paul says, I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. Paul thought he was all alone. Paul thought that he was in a place that no one cared about him. Paul thought people had forgotten about him. Maybe that's how you felt in quarantine. In verse 11 it says, not that I was ever in need. Paul says, even though you might have forgotten about me, even though in my, in my mind I just assumed that you didn't even care about me anymore, I was really never in need. How can that be? How can then you feel like you've been forgotten? How can you feel like no one cares, but yet you can still say that you were never in need? He goes on to say, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little. Paul's saying, there's a secret to living a content life. There's a secret to being full of spirit and full of heart and not being uh, dragged down by uncertainty in the midst of hard times, in the midst of his quarantine. Here's his answer. For I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. For I can do all things. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. He's not discounting the fact of needing that human relationship. He's not discounting the fact of needing people to care about him. But in, in verse 13, he says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. 
He can handle fear through Christ who gives him strength. He can handle trouble with, with sin through Christ who gives him strength. Depression, loneliness. He's saying, I can handle all of that thing, all those things through Christ who gives me strength. So the question is, how can we do all things through Christ who gives us strength? What's the answer? What's the secret? What did Paul know that we don't know? The answer was because he knew Christ. He knew Christ personally. He had a deep relationship with Christ that caused him to know, even in the hard times, I know Christ enough to know that he's going to get me through it. So the answer to how can we have the peace that Paul had, how can we have the, cert the, the certainty in uncertain times that Paul has, is to know Christ, to know who he is, to know what he's done for us, to know what he's done for everyone. We can do all things through Christ when we really begin to realize who Christ is, when we realize that he is our creator. Another letter written by Paul is the book of Colossians. In chapter 1, verse 16, it says this, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Paul knew that Christ was the creator. And Paul knew that if Christ is the creator, then Christ has control of all things. Paul knew that regardless of what happened, he knew that his creator had him in the palm of his hand. And he knew that everything was under his control. He knew that Christ was his sustainer. Christ was the one who was going to sustain him. Not only did he know Christ as creator, he knew Christ as sustainer. He goes on in the very next verse in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 17. He says, he is, talking about Christ, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ was before all things, and he holds all things together. He, Paul knew that Christ was his sustainer. He knew that Christ was going to be the one when everyone else was gone. He knew that Christ would never let him fail because he knew that Christ was there before all things and he knows that Christ, he knew that Christ was the one who holds all things together. Not just things together in the good times, but even in the difficult times. Paul knew that Christ was his sustainer. Paul knew that Christ was going to be the one who kept him going because Christ holds it all together. And if he can hold the entire creation together, surely he can hold you together and hold me together when it feels like we are falling apart. So Paul knew that Christ was his creator. Paul knew that Christ was his sustainer. Paul also knew that Christ was his savior. In the book of Hebrews, a book that many people attribute to Paul, although we're not certain who was the, the author of Hebrews, but in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7 the first part of, of chapter of verse 25, it says this, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Paul says, I know that Christ is my Savior. I can do all things through Christ, and I know that he is my Savior. I know that he has saved me completely, not just a little bit, not just some. 
Paul says, Christ is my Savior. He has saved me completely. Regardless of the sin problem in my life, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how scared I may be, I know that Christ is my Savior. He has saved me. And Paul also knew that Christ was his intercessor. In the next part of that same verse, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, the writer says this, Therefore, because he has saved me completely, therefore he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. And he lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. God is in heaven. Jesus is at his side we're told in Scripture, and he is interceding for you. He is praying for you. He's coming to God every day to, to have God's ear on your behalf. Regardless of, of how you feel, regardless of what's going on in your life, you can have certainty and assurance knowing that the creator, the sustainer, the savior, Christ is praying for you. I've had a lot of people in my life that I've asked to pray for me for certain things. But you know, there's always a little bit of a limitation. Because even though they may be a great person, a godly person, they're still just a person. Paul says that Christ is interceding for you. He is praying for you. Jesus Christ is in heaven, seated beside the Father, and he's praying for you. And Paul says, I can do all things through Christ because I know that he is my intercessor. So basically, it comes down to this. I can do all things through Christ when I know Christ and I realize that Christ is enough. I can do all things through Christ when I realize that Christ is enough because we aren't enough. We can't get through these problems on our own. We can't get through these difficulties on our own. We can't mitigate our fear on our own. We can't solve our financial issues on our own, and we surely can't solve our sin issues on our own. But Christ can. And we can do all things through Christ when we realize that Christ is enough. So I want to encourage you, let him be enough for you. Let him be enough for you. Don't try to feel like you have to continue to fight these battles, continue to, to fight these struggles, continue to, to go down these paths alone any longer. Because your creator, your sustainer, your savior, your intercessor, Christ, is enough for you. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you that you are a Savior who loves us. You are the creator who spoke all the world into existence. And yet you loved us so much that you wanted to save us. That you made a way when there was no way to be found. And we thank you that even now, even now, you are being an intercessor for us. That you are praying on our behalf. That you are on our side. That you are for us. That you want the best for us. So even in these difficult times, these scary times, God, help us to trust in you. Remind us that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Remind us that we can do all things through Christ when we know, when we remember 
that Christ is enough. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.